0: This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get there! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good boy, my good boy, ranger. Uniting houndsmen across the globe, from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to the Houndsman XP podcast. I'm your host, Chris Powell. If you've been following us at all, anywhere, you've seen the sick new dog box that we're getting ready to drop. It's going to come on the market full force June 1st. You can pre-order in the month of May and get free shipping on that bad boy. I built that box out of necessity for myself. It was just hard for me to find a box that, Suited me and suited the style of hunting, was built the way I wanted one built. We're talking about reinforcement around the crush points and the corners around the top rail, it's fully insulated. You can get it in bare, ultra bright diamond plate, or you can get it in powder coat. Either option. And we thought through the whole thing. I wanted vents that stayed where they were supposed to stay, I wanted door handles that were secure. So the recessed T-handle doors, if you close those T-handles, your hound can't get it open. And that's happened to me. It's all stuff that I've had, have gone through my entire hunting career and dealt with with different designs on boxes. The best thing about this box is it's a custom like style box with the aluminum frame, diamond plate, all the all the features make make you feel like you've got a custom box but they're going to be available for immediate delivery you can check that box out by going to houndsmanxp.com clicking on the banner at the top and the full write-up is on there i know some of you wanted a solid divider we listened to you we put a solid divider in it so there you go i don't like it i think it cuts down on your airflow but you guys wanted it So I put it in there. We did a little bit of testing on it going down the road. And and with our vents on three sides of this box, your door vents, you got a side vent. And then on the very back of the box, there's a vent there too. There's plenty of ventilation rolling through there. So I just went with a solid on it just for you guys just for you guys it's not going to hurt one thing anything one way or the another and it, it's sure not going to hurt anything by having it in there i get the risks of having you know the open divider deal so it's not going to hurt anything let's do it let's see how it goes i think you're really going to like it it's got top storage on it I'll, I'll, the main thing that i really like it is i've got a box with top stories now and i can actually see how the rear view mirror and see things behind my vehicle so Super excited about that! It it is a, more of a coonhound style box. Bird hunters, man, you need to be taking a look at this box. It's awesome. You got storage up top for your gear and plenty of room for your for your bird dogs down below. Beagle guys, same thing. You know, this isn't just a coon hunter's box. We call it the Competition Extreme because we wanted to, desi- to design something that met the demands of these guys that are running up and down the road chasing these hounds in competition. So there you go. On this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast, we're going to Sweden. Sweden. We're going to talk to Pear England. He's a bear hunter over there, and we're going to talk about the differences in bear hunting in the U.S., the traditional bear hunting in the U.S. versus hunting in Sweden. They hunt brown bear over there. They've got some different restrictions that we don't have. Pear also is a member of their um, wounded game recovery team. You're going to hear about that, how he uses plots to recover uh, bears that were injured or involved in accidents. So you're going to hear about that. And we're going to talk about the bear research that they do too. Very interesting topic for this week. That's all I got, folks. This is a box shaker. Let's get the doors open on the competition extreme. It's time to dump the box. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so I only use I only use this like every other day, and every day is like a new adventure for me. So,
1: no problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, your English is outstanding, by the way.
1: Oh no, no, no. We must start by apologizing for my bad English.
0: Not at all. Not at all. I'm I'm serious. Your your uh, English is much better than my sw- Swedish. I can tell you that yeah
1: yeah okay the only I,
0: I, the, the only swedish word i know is ya. Ja. <laughs> yeah
1: that's a good start <laughs> it's it's better to learn uh ya ja than uh nay because nay is no
0: <laughs> right right oh man it's an honor to have you on the houndsman xp podcast pair uh we've got a mutual friend and and mike Callie. i know that uh I got to tell you right up front that my heart was broken when I heard when I saw that Kimosabi went to
1: Sweden. Ah, so you uh, knew about that dog. You hunted oh, yeah. with Kimosabi maybe.
0: I think I did a couple times. Yeah,
1: yeah. He he was the dog that started my my bear hunting uh, career because I. A, fr- uh, a guy, a friend of mine, he got the opportunity to, to buy kemizabe from Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was out walking with my uh, bird dogs, pointer dogs, like 15 years ago. And uh, one of, in, in the garden of one of my neighbors uh, hang a, a recently. Yeah, it was a kill from, from uh, this actual day. Uh, and they were skinning this bear and on the ground tied up uh, next to it was kemisabi and a couple of other dogs also and and i immediately just fell for that dog because yeah. he was so cool uh, so nice dog uh, and uh, really difficult to judge on that first uh, impression in in the garden uh, there that he was a really good bear dog already.
0: Yeah, my first uh, exposure to that, to Kimasabi, he was just a puppy. The first, one of the first times I ever hunted with Mike and we were hunting in the marsh, we were hog hunting and um, the older dogs were out running and they had a hog that they they were trailing pretty hot. And when we pulled in the boat into the bank, we actually pulled up to an island. And we I don't Mike didn't realize we were on an island. And he grabs a couple of the dogs and Kemosabe was one of them. He runs to the other side and realizes that he's on an island and he just cut them loose. He just turned them loose. And those two young dogs hit that channel like they were Labrador retrievers. I mean, they hit the water, swam across there. Got right in the race, ran the whole thing, and we're at the bay when we got there. And I thought, wow, that's when I started realizing that I needed some of Mike's dogs. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, good first impression.
1: So I I told my friend there that day, uh, 15 years ago, I said, if you ever breed this male, I want a puppy. Uh-huh. And, I, and the plot hound breed was totally new. I've never, uh, never ever before met a plot hound. Uh, but I fell in love directly through Kemisabe. And uh, uh, one and a half year after I had my first plot, a son of Kemisabe. And then a few years later, uh, this guy, he tragically uh, passed away and i got the opportunity to overtake kemisabi when he was uh, 5 or 6 and that w- that was uh, like a rocket start for my bear hunting career
0: what kind of describe how how he operated for our listeners tell people what was outstanding about him
1: that uh, you liked so much he he was really self sufficient uh, uh, you could you could uh, you could uh, like free search with him uh, at least after the few uh, uh, after a few uh, seasons here uh, uh, because he was a bit interested in our moose here in the uh, in the first <laughs> years but but I mean after after two or three seasons with uh, many bear kills and zero moose kills. Then that that interest just slowly uh, faded away, and after that he was uh, incredible. I I could walk with him uh, uh, like a bird dog, and he kept around my legs and a little bit more mm-hmm. until until he felt a a hog uh, track or a bear track. Then he he just started working on it with the nose on the ground, uh, and we know that. Uh, uh we we uh started uh a few bears which we know were like uh 20 between 15 and 20 hours old mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we have had a few other good dogs too but it was always kemisabi who who fixed the really tough the 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 toughest situations so he had he had a pretty cold nose uh, and he was self sufficient and he was a tough guy he he didn't need any uh, cavalry behind him he 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 did it he was a really uh uh lone hunting dog yeah yeah
0: Well, I think we we better tell our listeners where you're from. Um, And let's talk about Sweden a bit. Uh, um, I think I just told everybody where you're from. (laughs) 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 But we've got. uh, Not
1: not to mix up with Switzerland. (laughs) Right, right. Well, that's the mountain country of Central Europe. This is Scandinavia, North Europe.
0: But it's mountainous in Sweden as well,
1: right? Yeah, but not not as in uh, not, not not like uh, Alps in, uh, and the uh, not like the Alps. We oh. have like, uh, uh, yeah, maybe thirty uh, percent uh, of the the highest uh, peaks compared to the Alps.
0: Yeah, yeah. So whereabouts in Sweden or would you be located?
1: Um, just to uh, give us an much, idea. Pretty much in the middle uh but on the east uh, on the east coast uh, so it's like uh, I mean Sweden is a long country from south to north uh, so I mean we have a a, a big difference in weather a little bit like uh, uh, south uh, United States compared to North United States I mean real winter uh, in the north and, uh, really uh, uh, nice uh, summer weather, uh, long summers in the south, mm-hmm. and I live somewhere in between there. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I think we have like the climate-wise, we're a bit like uh, uh, Michigan, North Michigan, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's what I was. I was looking at my own map here to try to give me some reference, and you would be about the same you're a little bit farther north than maine and michigan but probably uh the difference in the jet streams or something make the climates right similar to to those spots so right so this yes. is uh,
1: i live three hours north from uh, our capital stockholm three hours drive
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and, and we have we have bears uh around the uh the house here so so I, I I live in in bear country.
0: Yeah, and let's let's talk about those bears for well we'll we'll talk about them throughout our whole conversation here but they're not black bears.
1: Nope. They are a, they are uh the same species as the the grizzlies uh, you have in the north of of your continent there but they are uh they don't uh they, they they don't grow so big as some of of your uh, do mm-hmm. i mean uh i think the record uh, the record bear from hunting is like 800 pounds mm-hmm. uh, and in in uh, in uh, kept in like zoos and so they can even uh, go up to 1000 pounds but that's really big ones most of the ones we we hunt are uh say between 250 to 400 pounds i would say that's an average
0: do uh, they do they have the same nasty attitude as our grizzlies are known for aggressive
1: uh, i'm i'm not uh, uh uh no no i don't think they are uh, I mean the uh, accidents do happen but it's more or less uh, 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 yeah it's it's 99.9 percent hunters who who uh, um, who end up in those uh, uh, nasty situation when they mm-hmm. get uh, attacked and so uh, and mostly the reason is that they are out with their uh, moose hunting dog, and the uh, the dog runs into a bear, which defends uh, her cubs or his den or or uh, a carcass or so, and he chases away the dog, uh, uh, and the dog runs to to the dog handler, and then you have a, an accident.
0: Right, right. But, but yeah, they, here...
1: they, they seldom kill the the guy. They just. They just tell them on bear language that uh, you're in, you're, uh, you have passed into my uh, comfort zone. <laughs> that so would be, get get away.
0: <laughs> That'd be a good enough message for me. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like chew on my face a little bit. I get it. You know, I, right. I, I, I understand what you're trying to tell me here. Sounds like your, uh, sounds like your bears are a little more understanding than uh our our grizzlies here in the united states then, because sometimes they don't stop with they don't understand that you might uh, uh get the message and they'll just keep keep chewing on you
1: yeah so yeah. No, no that's i mean there they are they are they are not considered as monsters here definitely not i mean they could have killed many people uh during many years but they they just don't do it we we don't we don't seem to be on their menu yeah. it's it's just that they are protecting uh, three things food uh, babies and and uh, their home right right their den their den
0: sure well, what are you've you've had the opportunity to hunt in the United States, and you've obviously got an extensive uh, background in hunting in Sweden, and um, maybe we can talk about the differences and do some comparisons to hunting in Sweden as as to hunting in the United States, and uh, you know just lay out some of those comparisons for our audience. Sure. Sure. So, whereabouts did you hunt in the U.S.?
1: Uh, in uh, in uh, uh, Michigan, Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm. But it was it was training season, so right. so I mean, uh, then then you know what, what what I what I didn't do. Uh, so we only. Train the dogs, uh, but we did it a couple of time uh, times, and uh, it was uh, uh, both uh, with success and sometimes uh, with no success. So, so it was really interesting to to see. And and if you ask me, it's a totally different kind of hunt than we do. It's very different. In what ways? What ways would it be different? Uh, number one uh our our uh hunt is i mean i can't speak for for all bear hunters in the united states ba- based on one week's uh, dog training in in michigan but but uh, also when i look at videos and and uh, uh read magazines and so i i see a little bit the same pattern and the same differences uh, our hunt is very physical we are not allowed to use any vehicle at all. Not a car, not a quad, not a four-wheeler, uh, not even a, a bicycle with electrical uh, engine. Hmm. Uh, uh, it's not allowed, not during f- uh, finding tracks or so, uh, and definitely not during the hunt. So it's, it's totally illegal to have any use of an engine vehicle, this means. Uh, and I mean, if you if if the dogs jump a runner, uh, uh, it's not seldom that uh, the bear just runs away 10-15 uh, miles before they stop, and then you have a nice walk to walk there, and a walk back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but walk back if the probably. Uh, there are some uh, roads closer, so when the hunt is over, uh, the bear is down, then you are allowed to use uh, vehicles. You you can you can uh, pick up the bear with uh, a quad and a wagon, and and uh, all the other hunters can uh, take their cars and come and help and, uh, to uh, to skin and, and gut and so so. So when the hunt is over, there is no problem.
0: Are you allowed to use radios in Sweden to? Uh, we, oh to yeah.
1: talk? yeah, yeah. We use radios and we use uh, uh, tracker tracker systems so that we see all the time where we have the dog. We have we have like a a, a GSM based tracker system as a complement to the radio based, hmm. uh, which is really good. So as long as I have uh, contact with the with the phone operator. I can see uh, uh, what my dog is doing and where he is, even even if he's like uh, uh, five hours drive away from me. There is no limit, uh, uh, distance limit on, no on that. No kidding! System. Yeah, it's real. It's a it's a invention from uh, Finland. You know uh, Nokia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's it's. Uh, its origin uh, uh, is from guys from the telecom industry in finland
0: so you're not running like in the united states the the biggest tracking outfit dog tracking outfit of course would be garmin right and you're not running garmins you're using another system
1: yeah we uh, actually many of us use double double collars so we both have a garmin and the gsm based but more and more, uh, uh, we leave the Garmin because Garmin is like uh, stone aged com- com- compared to this. And with the, <laughs> if you hunt in big hunting areas, which we do, where, where you are still in the hunting area, even if the dog, uh, even if the, the hunt goes away 10 15 miles, uh, uh. I mean, you lose you lose the contact with the dog after five ten minutes of of, of a, on a running bear, but with with this uh, GSM based system, you you see the dog all the time as long as you have contact on your phone.
0: Okay, so I assume that it, it's similar setup with a transponder attached to a collar, and then it goes through your phone network is how it how right. it operates. Right. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to lie. I get, I get extremely frustrated with the GPS tracking systems because of loss of uh, signals and, and losing dogs and having interference and things like that. Would you mind providing me with a, a link or something for what, send it to me over on WhatsApp? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if that would work in the
1: United States or not, but no, I'm definitely... No, they don't have the service outside Scandinavia. Actually, I asked them because when uh, I showed my friend in Michigan our system and the maps, I mean, you, you look on your phone on real maps, which mm-hmm. you can use as a map with, uh, with everything uh, on it. It looks like, like a really good map. So, uh, and you can switch from normal, like uh, uh, painted, pr- printed map to mm-hmm. uh, uh, a satellite photo. So you can even see, you can see, okay, now the bear and the dogs are going out from that dense forest into the this cutting area or into a moor or whatever. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing
0: that's yep. that's some amazing technology right there I, I'm still going to look at it even if we can't use it yep. over here in the United States because I'm just interested in it yeah for sure yeah. I've actually threatened to uh to not play the garmin game anymore they just mm-hmm. dropped a new product come out the uh, garmin 300 and there are 20 pt25 collars and I'm about ready to go back to the old telemetry system with the beep beep collars and and things like that if you know how to use one of those you don't get the accuracy but man they are dependable
1: you would love this system many of my many of my friends they they don't just don't use uh, uh, the garmin tracker system anymore they only use this but for safety reasons i use this because sometimes i am uh, I'm hunting far, far out, uh, uh, really far out in the countryside, and uh, there you could have a bad phone signal. Then mm-hmm. you, then I have a, a use of a, of the Garmin tracker. Okay. Uh, as, lo- as long as the dog is not too far away from me or on the other side of a of mountain. Sure. Sure. So I have it a, as a backup, basically. That's, but when, that makes I, when, sense. I hunt, when I hunt, I don't look at at the Garmin. I I keep it in my my uh, pocket and look on my phone instead.
0: Do do your Garmin's in Sweden, or do they have um, uh, the the SOS feature on them, where you can you can hit the SOS button? In Inre- we call it in reach here in the United States.
1: Uh, I'm not. Um, too, I don't have the the latest uh, color, so I'm not okay. too updated on that.
0: It comes through your handheld. It's a it's a um, feature we call InReach. So it it sends an automatic signal to the satellite when mm-hmm. you have an emergency, and then
1: it it it
0: gives your location so that somebody can find you. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but 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 I do have that kind of feature uh, on an app in my phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So yeah. if I, if I call like nine one one, they directly see on a map uh, my position.
0: Yeah. That's, Let's. That's, let. That's, I want to take it back to the conversation about how you hunt and the vehicle use. So yeah. basically, what you're saying is in Sweden. You simply drive to the area that you're going to hunt and then you strike out on foot and your whole hunt from beginning to end has to be conducted from, with your vehicle parked. And there's no driving around to cut dogs off or anything like that. Nope. So I've got questions about that. When do you decide, uh, maybe when do you decide that, Hey, we're not going to catch this bear. So I need to recover my dogs at that point can you use your vehicle to recover yep. dogs? Yeah
1: yeah uh, because then I, I take a personal decision okay I'm out of the hunt now so the, the rifle is pack, uh, 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 is packed down in, in the in its bag uh, and put in the back seat or whatever. Uh, and then I'm out of the hunt, and then it's totally uh, free to to try to come as close as you can and pick up your dogs. Mm-hmm. So that that happens sometimes. I mean, especially if they if they go far out uh, of of uh, the hunting area where where we are allowed to hunt. I mean, then then uh, we normally quickly uh, quit quit the hunt. Uh, and uh, go and uh, pick up the dogs. And same if if the dogs have a dangerous uh, direction uh, towards a highway or whatever. Then we also just then one of us just close his hunt uh, and uh, take the car and try to catch the dogs.
0: Yeah, interesting. But but, but,
1: but uh, many times uh, I've been I've been uh, uh, guest hunting with with some. Uh, uh, people uh, uh, and they look at they look we look together on a GPS. Oh, this is a runner bear. Oh, he's like they are ten miles away now. And I say, okay, <laughs> uh, 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 now let's uh, let's be a little bit patient. So we uh, we take a cup of coffee on our backpacks or or make a fire and grill a sausage, and then sometimes uh, after like. Uh, uh, twenty minutes or half an hour, we see that. Oops, hundred and eighty degrees coming back into the hunting <laughs> area because many bears, uh, they, they, many runner bears, they want to come back to their home area. Right. Uh, uh, in the end, so mm-hmm. uh, it it happens uh, pretty often that uh, they run away and then turn back. And then we're we're hunting again.
0: There's just so many things as you're talking, so many questions I have, Per. So forgive me if I'm kind of bouncing around <laughs> a little bit, because no it, it's it's uh, it's really intriguing to me to listen to you talk about your hunting style over there. So, compared to a black bear, how would you describe how a your your brown bear runs in Sweden? Is it
1: similar? They don't climb trees, if I understand. No, very seldom, very mm-hmm. seldom. And and uh, uh, okay, if you by mistake uh, uh, get a hunt on uh, on uh, female with cubs, the cubs will tree pretty uh, pretty fast. Uh, but since they are protected, uh, uh, we we we. We try to avoid that by all means to check. Yeah, so we. Okay. That's, that's why we don't do like free search hunt. We we try to get a tip from a truck driver or, or whatever uh, who who saw a bear last night or this morning or in the middle of the night uh, and start hunting on that or on a on a fresh uh, uh, bear poo on the road or whatever. Right.
0: Well, that brings up another question. Every time you say something, it brings up a question in my mind. (laughs) All right. So if, if the cubs will tree, do you have dogs that will stay with those cubs that are treed? if they go up a tree and do your dogs tree and stay there instead of pursuing the sow that moves on, has that ever happened?
1: Uh, yes uh sometimes they split the the two dogs split. so one stays at the tree and the other one uh, uh goes away with the sow yes
0: i can if i was hunting one dog and and had dogs treed on a cub i think i would be terrified as i was walking in to get my dog yeah will will the sow hang hang around there or will she right. so she that would be a difficult situation cuz i would think she um, will
1: not. She will not run far away. She yeah. Will, she, she will keep around there, I and she will try to get the dogs. Mm-hmm. She, she will. She will. Uh, she will kill the dogs if she can.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: that's so... that's the most dangerous situation for the for the dogs. A small, uh, uh, quick uh, sow with her with cubs to defend. That, it... That's a nightmare for me as a dog handler.
0: It could be a dangerous situation for you as well, I would imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It could, could. So we 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 do a lot uh, to uh, to minimize that risk. Yeah. So yeah. most of the times when we release the dogs, we know what kind of of uh, uh, bear it is.
0: Yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, th- that's similar to here. You know, if you're if we're out hunting, you know, in places and we find a track. And then we can verify that, that it's got a sow, you know, a sow with cubs nearby. Then, um, you know, there's cub tracks there as well. Then we don't, we don't turn loose on that track. Right. So yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. Well, you do a lot of different stuff over there, pair. And, um, uh, I know you're involved in the research. You're also into the, uh, Recovery. I think it'd be interesting to talk about your work in the recovery part with animals that um, are involved in traffic traffic yeah. accidents that are struck yeah. by automobiles and trains.
1: Right. So I think we have a pretty pretty modern uh, system for uh, handling. Uh, traffic-wounds, uh, uh, traffic-wounded uh, uh, animals. So there is like a limit uh, from fox and smaller animals. They are out of the system. But the bigger ones like the the deer, the moose, uh, 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 the wolves, the bears, they, they are included in, in this. So this means that all... Uh, all car drivers, they—it's uh, a law—they have to report if they hit uh, one of these included animals on the road, or uh, and also the train drivers—they have to do it, and they report it into the uh, uh, yeah nine one one system, and uh, uh, then uh, the operators. Uh, have a list of uh, of hunters uh, with different specialities. So some 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 of us are have r- really good experienced moose dogs. So they will be called out if it's a moose situation, uh, and uh, 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 me and a hunting friend. We are called out if there is a bear that uh, that is hit by a car or a train, so they they can call us in the middle of the night, and mm-hmm. then we are like uh, we are like uh, contracted by the and, and pay and, and uh, we get we we get a small pay for it also. Uh, uh,
0: so the so the operator calls you tells you where the location is of this and I'll use terms, you know, the, the crash site, and then your government has made it an obligation to go out and track these animals that are injured by automobiles in Sweden
1: yeah to so, try to to try to uh, finish their pains and 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 uh, and also that this animal doesn't cause uh, another car accident or train accident
0: yeah and that's also, interesting
1: i i mean uh, uh, a bear that is uh uh, uh that uh, a bear on three legs or whatever could also be a potential danger uh, when it starts to get hungry sure yeah so that, that's why so and th- this system works uh, works uh, really good so we are both uh, both uh, uh, we hunters and our dogs uh, are insured through uh, through the police system uh, uh, when we're out on on uh, missions like this which How is do you,
0: That's interesting too that your your insurance I guess that makes sense that you would be insured by the the local government when you're out there doing that type of work how many calls how many calls do you normally get in a year's period for that sort of work fair are you using on maps while you're out running your hounds i know i do there are all kinds of features within on in that app that allows me to mark den trees it allows me to mark terrain features it keeps me from floating my hat on those deep stream crossings, so I can mark those shallow places where I can cross streams. I use it all the time, whether I'm east or west. In the east, property is chopped up into smaller chunks. And when a dog gets through the country, I can actually look on OnX, dial it in, see who owns that property, and plan my route in and out of there to retrieve my hound. When I'm hunting in the west, same thing. All the terrain features are included on OnX maps. And I can plan my route. I don't always have a choice of where my hounds end up, but I can always depend on Onyx to get me in and out of there as quickly and as easily as possible. You can save 20% on your next purchase at Onyx when you go to onyxmaps.com and at checkout you enter the code HXP20. You will get 20% off of your next subscription. When you go to HousemanXP.com, click on the sponsor tab, and join us on Patreon, you will receive a code to get 30% off. Of your next subscription of Onex, know where you stand with Onex. Uh,
1: I would say f- five calls, uh, five calls on uh, f- uh, between four and uh, seven calls per year on mm-hmm. on average. And we uh, and I also do uh, uh, wild boar, so uh, okay, there's a- also. Similar number of of uh, situations with the uh, wild boar.
0: Do you find that um, do your dogs track differently on wounded game than they do when you're just out hunting? Have you noticed any changes in your dog's behavior?
1: Ah, uh, not really, but uh, yes, they're they're a bit more eager when mm-hmm. they feel the uh the if, if they feel like blood and very strong adrenaline probably it smells more than a healthy right. bear I, I i'm just uh speculating about it but yeah i think they are they are a little bit more eager and and mm-hmm. uh, har- harder to hold before you let release them yeah the
0: their chemicals from the body would change you know with pheromones and and um Things like that. So that was something that came to mind. We've, we talk a lot about, uh, police dog training and different things. And in my experience as a police dog handler, and then Heath, of course, one of our other hosts has got a lot of experience with this too, the differences in a person who is being pursued with a police canine and just tracking a regular, normal, calm person is completely different uh the dogs are a lot more eager when they think they're actually chasing somebody that's got that increased adrenaline and in their the pheromone dumps and and different things the dogs are, are react to that odor or scent completely different so i think it's interesting to 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 know if you see that when you're tracking wounded game versus you know when you're just out trying to walk across a track and put Put your dogs on on uh, right. normal, healthy
1: wild animals, right, and also what what i what what I realized is that when when the dogs know that i'm coming uh, that that i'm with them then 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 uh, uh, their their safety plugs just blow uh, so they get really crazy and that's a dangerous uh, situation yeah. so, so I have to be careful. Uh, how and when I, I uh, uh, run forward to the dogs because I must be ready to, to help the dogs mm-hmm. uh, uh, because they get really crazy. I mean, normally I want them just to, even if it's a wounded uh, bear, I want them to, to keep a, a couple of, of, of feet uh, distance uh, uh, at the bay up. Uh, but w- when I approach and they know that I'm approaching or they see me, then then this distance is really really close. They 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 even try to 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 pick on on the bear sometimes, and right. I don't like that. So I I need to make a, a quick kill there in in that situation, eh. just so to to save the dogs.
0: I would say that your dogs probably know the difference between, if you go to enough, enough of these calls from the 911 operators, they know when they show up that, that it's a different situation than just going out and trying, free casting and, and hunting the the
1: mountains.
0: So dogs are so nonverbal and they pick up on our attitudes and the way we react to things. That we don't even realize how how much of an impact we have on their emotional state and the reactions and stuff just by the way we conduct themselves. We see it all. The, I see it a lot with uh, especially new trainers. They get to a tree and uh, a, a tree, tree animal here, whether it's a raccoon or a bear or whatever, and they're they're really praising the dog and they're getting them really hyped up and and different things to the point that. Uh, the dogs kind of, they'll start making mistakes eventually. If, if you don't handle yourself in a, in a certain way, you know, properly.
1: Right, right.
0: And, and I can, uh, I've seen this as well, you know, on hog bay ups, if you go running in there and you're in a panic, the dogs, all of a sudden they get this burst energy and it's like they're latching onto hogs and, and then you end up with, with, you know, a, a wreck on your hands right yeah so right. they they absolutely are masters at reading us we're they're far mm-hmm. better at reading us than we are reading them oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. i totally agree i totally agree
0: yeah yeah well, i think that is that is just an a that's kind of an interesting thing we've got you know we've got some services in the u.s that do the same types of things you know wildlife services with usda will go out and and, uh, try to capture or, you know, track down some of these problem animals that are causing depredation in the West, um, and, and things like that, whether it be mountain lions or bears or, or whatever. And, and you do some of that as well, right? You do some of that, uh, work where the the government calls that for a problem bear, that's a, a threat and you go out and you yep. track that bear as well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 do that sometimes, but mostly that is uh, uh, after a police, uh, an acute police decision that it's a, it's a danger for for human life or danger of uh, 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 big values like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Race horses threatened race horses or so because if something happens to like a, a fenced uh, race horse and the the bear uh, 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 make them panic and they die or get hurt, then the state have to pay the horse owner uh, that because because the state is the owner of the bears and wolves here. That's so interesting. Yeah, uh, that's why the uh, the police have the right to. Uh, uh, to use a certain paragraph uh, based on those two situations, and and uh, uh, we we get one one or two of those uh, uh, missions and calls uh, every year too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then then they, uh, then then it's like a hunt uh, on a on a healthy bear. So with the same, but we are allowed to use cars or quads or snowmobiles, whatever. I like those calls. yeah and there is there is no limit on uh to to use only one or two dogs because that that's another uh uh, big difference if i compare if we go back to the uh former question about the differences between uh the hunt uh, uh we we followed in michigan compared to here we're we are uh, on on the on the hunt on the real hunt. If we if we if we forget about the police jobs, we are allowed to. Or we normally only hunt with one dog uh, at a time, uh, but there is a maximum of two dogs on the same bear on the same day. So we cannot even if we hunt with a pair of dogs, we can't uh, uh, we can't. Take them out and put in two two new dogs if there is a runner bear, that's that's illegal. Wow! So when, when the dogs are finished, the hunt is over for that day on that, mm-hmm. that bear. Okay, we can try to find another bear. Then we have a new new opportunity. Right. So and and this this uh, this means this this uh, uh, means that we gotta have very self-dependent self-sufficient dogs because even if we sometimes start with both dogs one might just get hurt or 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 stay by uh, some other uh, uh, good looking stuff so it's not unusual that one of the dogs uh, is left alone with the bear for the rest mm-hmm. of, of, of that hunt, so they need to be able to hunt alone.
0: So, do you normally do you normally have two two dogs in your vehicle when you go out for the day to hunt, and then you hold one dog back? Can you feed the ex if you turn one dog loose on a bear track? Yeah are you is it legal for you to go ahead and turn your other dog loose to go in there and join the dog on the track at a later time?
1: yeah yeah we can okay. st- we can start with one and that's uh uh we we do that uh every now and again just mm-hmm. to save some steam on the second uh dog yeah yeah so that, that's that's possible but we normally uh yeah sometimes when i'm alone uh, uh with friends uh, uh and i'm the only one with dogs yeah it happens that i i have only two with me but i prefer to have at least a third and even a fourth one in case uh, there is a kill at the end of the, of the, of a the long uh, uh uh or or not a kill a a shot uh mm-hmm. and the bear continuous uh, uh, despite the wound so i i always want to have a margin with one or two fresh dogs for possible uh wound search at okay. the end of the day
0: so so if if you and i are hunting together in sweden and you bring two dogs and i bring two dogs you're only allowed to have two dogs on that bear i you can't turn your two dogs loose and then i turn my two dogs loose Nope. Nope. Two dogs per animal is yep. the max yeah so we may yeah. get into a situation where um you know we're hunting for the day and and you run your dogs in the morning and then I run my dogs in the afternoon
1: yeah on another bear on a second bear sure not, yeah. on, the, not on the same bear yeah so that, yeah that's, that's possible
0: yeah that's uh that's interesting for sure because it's it's really untraditional. You know, non-traditional in the U.S.
1: To... But I think it, uh, actually I think it's yeah it's frustrating sometimes if you have a, a big nice uh, boar uh, in front of you and you see that oh, the dogs they, they 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 have no power left yeah uh, 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 then probably the bear is also a little bit tired and and need a rest so I think sometimes I feel just yeah, that's fair. Uh, today, the bear won uh, the race. He he outran our dogs, and then we have to uh, lift our cap and say thanks for the show, Mr. Bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. We'll yeah, be back maybe. next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we'll we
0: we'll continue this. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: I think it's a bit of fair play. I mean, uh-huh. because because if there was no limit, and I had like six dogs uh, in my truck. Uh, that bear uh, won't uh, get away. Mm-hmm. If if I have six good dogs, they the bear won't get away.
0: Well, when you talk about good dogs, I want to. I'm curious. How would you describe the things that you? What sort of traits does a a bear dog in Sweden need to be considered a good dog. What do you look for pair? Some things, you know, just tell me some things that you've absolutely got to have to be, be a good bear dog
1: and be successful for you. Uh, a cold, cold nose is, is a good thing to have, but it's not, uh, it's not the most important thing. If they have an, Uh, uh, an okay uh, cold nose uh, uh, like average that's good enough Uh, but in your stable it's good to have really good to have at least one dog even if it's uh, 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 an old retired dog it's good to have uh, uh, one dog who can mark yeah here, here is the scent if we don't see uh, uh, the track. Uh, I mean, this dog can strike, or 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 uh, or just show us that here is the crossing over the road. Mm-hmm. Then we can then we can uh, take out the dogs with the uh, who doesn't have that cold nose, because mm-hmm. then we know that we are putting the dogs on the right spot, the right starting spot. But more important is uh, that they have the uh, they have the the guts to follow a brown bear, which uh, every now and again will try to catch the dog. Because sometimes they just stop, uh, hide, and try to get the dog when the dog comes running. Yeah, yeah. So and and many dogs uh, they they hunt bear one time and then never ever again follow a, a bear after that kind of mm-hmm. i mean that that's normal for a dog uh uh and not, nothing strange most of the dogs uh, uh do that if you take like a, a moose hunting dog or a deer hunting dog uh, if they have the the uh, a good drive they will they will follow the first bear track that they uh, ever feel but when they meet the bear and the bear <laughs> uh, uh, gives them a lesson then the bear interest is, is gone forever so I'm, I'm looking for dogs that are that have such a, a hunting drive so that so that it overcomes the natural the natural fry. Fr- frightness that mm-hmm. they have for for both the scent and for the the picture of the the bear
0: so dogs will chase them the first time but it takes a real dog to do it twice yeah and to keep yeah. doing it
1: yeah <laughs> that's and that's I'm, and i mean they they get beaten up uh, uh not every uh, not every year but every at least every second year uh, i get one of my dogs beaten up by a bear and uh uh, uh uh, my dogs, they 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 are as eager uh, as uh, before the accident. So that's yeah. really good good lines. We see that
0: we see that in black bear as well. You know, you, you'll have a dog that this young dog, and you just think, man, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, and then they get in there and they have a bad experience, and then they start associ. They get to the point where you can't put them on a track and make them take it. You know, if they had, if they lack the courage and the drive to, to pursue a bear after one bad experience, you can't make them run it. You know, they they may go in, they may shoot out there, you know, watch them on the Garmin. They may shoot out there a hundred yards, but you'll see them drifting off and circling yeah. around. And before you know it, you're picking them up a quarter mile, half a mile down the road. Yeah. You know, when the rest of the pack is just moving the bear on out.
1: Right. I, I've seen many. I've seen many even plot hounds uh, with that uh, behavior. So uh, 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 you you need to you need to have the right individuals from the right lines. That then you're starting to 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 uh, uh, minimize the risk that uh, this dog uh, will hesitate for, for mm-hmm. the bears.
0: Yeah. What other traits do you look for? Uh, do you like a dog that opens, you know, barks on the track, or do you like yeah, a dog?
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that because that's fun for for the co hunters, uh, the shooters. They, yeah. they they don't like a, a quiet dog. I right. have no problem with a quiet dog uh, because seems that there is a tendency that the quiet dogs they have better. Uh, chances to have a bay up directly on the jump situation mm-hmm. that the bear doesn't run he, he, the, the dog uh, 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 the dog is like ambushing quietly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then the bear thinks oh, it's too late to run now instead of if they hear the howling uh, uh, one minute before uh, they, they get in contact yeah so, so uh, I I have a friend. He has a female uh, plot also with uh, Bayou Cajun uh, lines. Really good female, and she is really hard to open. She only opens when she sees the bear. Mm-hmm. A- and uh, last uh, last year I I I killed uh, a bear for her solo on solo job, and that was. Uh, that was a bay up directly at the first contact between the dog and the, the bear.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but, uh, I have no problem with, uh, with, uh, listen to the music also during the drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem at all.
0: I understand that. Yeah. Mike, Mike Colley very big on, uh, what the race sounds like, you know, it, right. I've got one of his dogs and I, I've got two of his dogs here and one of them has a terrible voice on track. He just squeals and squalls. And if he opens much at all, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's a good hog dog, but I asked Mike, I said, he was, he was actually, um, uh, had a lot of dogs hurt last time. I was down there and I said, Hey, if you want to keep him," he goes, I can't keep, keep Diablo Diablo. I can't stand to listen to him if he opens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 he didn't like the sound of him i said well it came from your stuff buddy you're yeah. the one to blame for that you ought to have to hunt it <laughs> right.
1: right
0: yeah so yeah. you you also do some research work pair and um uh the research stuff is the way we were talking about it beforehand is is pretty interesting i know it it's um we do bear research and things like that, but you kind of put some a twist on it for me that that I really wanted to talk to you about.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, f- firstly, I'm not a researcher at at right. all uh, because uh, uh, I only have the opportunity to to uh, assist the researchers with uh, uh, with. Uh, bear specialist dogs because Mm -hmm. they need them they need them sometimes to find the research the bears to research Mm -hmm. so so uh, basically what where where uh, uh, me and my friend comes in with our dogs is that uh, if they need to find a bear uh, 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 we will we help them find them with the dogs and we we uh, re, we we put one uh, we, we we never put more than one dog because it it's um, uh, the, the 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 potential situation will be more tricky you will you will soon understand because what it's all about is that uh, uh, we tell we we call them and say now we have a fresh bear tracker or a fresh uh, bear poo so and it's a it's it's a right size uh, uh, and it's a single bear it's not with cubs or so uh, and they say okay we we start the the helicopter and make ourselves ready it's a it's a team of a, one veterinarian one uh, researcher with the tranquilizer uh, uh, arrow rifle and then the the pilot and as soon as we uh, hear that the bear uh, or see on our tracker uh, uh system that the bear is jumped uh we call for them and they they come with the helicopter track uh, uh, uh track and find the dog and hopefully they see the bear just in front of of uh, of the of the hunting uh, dog mm-hmm. and then they Then they go down a little bit to put a little bit of pressure on the bear so they they get a a gap between the dog and the bear. Uh, uh, And then uh, uh, we uh, try ground personnel we try with the car or quad or snowmobile to come in between the bear uh, to cut the line and and, uh, uh, hook up the dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they go down and shoot the tranquilizer arrow on the they, then they pu- push the bear out on an open space like a moor or a cutting area or whatever and tranquilize it. And then they put a GPS collar and uh, takes 1000 measurements uh, on, on the bear <laughs> and, take, and take notes. Uh, uh, so it's, it looks like, like a, 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 a mesh unit there uh, when they work with the uh, bear thoroughly. And uh, and then uh, the bear is given a wake-up shot, and we 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 uh, leave the bear uh, mm-hmm. to, to wake up. And then this bear is now a new member of the bear research, uh, Scandinavian bear research project. So probably next year, when a PhD student uh, 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 is writing on his uh, his uh, examination uh, document. Uh, uh probably a biology st- uh, student. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he will through this uh he, he can apply to get access to these uh 50-60 GPS uh, uh, marked bears uh, in, in this uh, uh in this region. Uh so every time uh, uh once uh, to make it simple once a year they remark all the bears with the helicopter, so they, they, they track them with their own system uh, the, the, on the, the through the collar mm-hmm. of the bear, track them from the helicopter, go down, uh, find them, go down and tranquilizer, and then change the battery in the in the tracker system. Yeah. And at the same time, this researcher they follow comes with a car and they take samples for their study and, and so on uh, on the body. Or, and uh, they can yeah, take blood samples and poo samples and skin samples and everything. Uh, and then uh, m- many of those projects are really interesting projects because. Uh, it's based on the bear's physio- f- f- uh, biology physiology, so uh, and we, they try to find uh, uh, conclusions that uh, have bearing on human medicine, like how come that a bear sleeps six to seven months, still in his den, wakes up, and uh, it's like. Uh, a normal day for them yeah. okay a, a little bit hungry but i mean p- uh, people will get osteoporosis and mm-hmm. a lot of other uh, uh, bad stuff from being so so this is they are trying to find uh, uh, find out research which can uh, be implemented in human medicine
0: that's interesting for sure so they're using the information they're gathering from wildlife, not only to manage wildlife, but also try to find answers for medicines for human beings.
1: Yeah. And it, it feels good to, to be able, as a hunter, to help in such a, uh, uh, such a, uh, a situation and project.
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. an honor.
1: Actually, it's, it's an honor to be a, able to assist on this.
0: So uh, when you talk about stuff like that, pair, I just, I can't help, but think about all of the values that hunters add to our societies and our cultures, you know, everything from the money we spend for wildlife management to projects like you're talking about right now, and to remove the houndsman from the society. How difficult would it be for your bear research teams to collect this data if there weren't people like you with trained dogs and the knowledge to use those dogs to go out of here and catch catch bears for them? How difficult would that be?
1: Yeah, it, it, it used to be very difficult, uh, uh, and it's getting more and more difficult because, like, 10-15 years ago, we had more winter in the springtime. We had more snow on the ground in this area than we than we have uh, uh, the, normally the, the last 10 years or so. So earlier, they just uh, flied with a helicopter to find fresh tracks. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and that's not good for the uh, for 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 the budget and it's not good for the environment either to to just free search uh, from a helicopter instead now we find the bears for them and we we serve the the bears on a silver plate so they ju- have just to go up Track the dog, go down and tranquilize. So, I mean, we we minimize the helicopter time uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, so they would be able to do it without us, but uh, but uh, to some uh, uh, real costs in right. uh, uh, both uh, financial cost and environmental costs.
0: And when you're doing these research projects, you're not. Your goal is not to have the dog make contact with the bear right no, you you no, want you yeah. want to catch your dogs before they make yeah. contact with the bear
1: yeah yeah but there is no problem if they jump the bear and the bear uh base or or or, or uh, ju- uh just run if the bear run and outrun the dog that's the perfect situation then they yeah. w- already have <laughs> like a like a uh, 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 uh a good gap like a, a 3 minutes gap between the bear and the, the I've got them. some
0: I've got some dogs that will fit your program. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> slow slow yeah
1: yeah yeah it's yeah, it's, it's uh, that's not a, a big uh, disadvantage uh, it could even be an advantage with the slow though but they have to be they have to be quick enough to jump the bear Mm-hmm. Otherwise the researcher sure. won't find the bear from, from the air. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Pear, um, what's the, what's the best hunt you've ever been on that, I mean, just a, a hunt that sticks out in your mind. That's memorable, you know, out there hunting with your hounds, it could be a recovery or a research or, or even a, you know, just a hunting story you know what is it about hunting uh that that you like so much and and why uh, or what particular hunt or event do you recall that that was just like yes this is why i do it i think it's important for us to to <laughs> share those stories you know and to talk about why we
1: do what we do that's a tricky question i mean i i don't have a top 3 list i think i have a top <laughs> 20 list of situations that there you are go. really really nice to remember i mean we one time we had to call for the for the rescue helicopter far out in the mountains uh, to to uh, they had to pick up a guy who was uh, who was uh, uh, bitten and and torn by a bear Uh, another time the bear uh, 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 just uh, smashed the the rifle from a friend who who he 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 emptied his uh, his magazine all rounds and and after the last round the bear stood up and charged him so mm. he he had to run and he left his rifle uh, uh and it was like a closed. it was was like 20 uh, 20 feet between them only so he, the bear was really by the guy there yeah uh, but he he just ran the uh, uh, so uh, the bear was not uh, undamaged. Uh, uh, so I, I think that's why he could outrun this bear on a short distance. So he just ra- ran from there. And then when we went back and and uh, found the bear and killed it, the wounded bear, uh, the bear had trashed his uh, rifle into three parts.
0: No kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to tear this thing apart. Well, you've heard the joke about you know how to select hunting buddies right have you ever heard this joke nope yeah you don't it's like you don't need to hunt with people that can outrun you you know when you go bear hunting you always want to hunt with somebody that's slower than you yeah
1: yeah makes sense sense.
0: I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I'm that slow fat guy I didn't used to be but I'm getting slower (laughs) so now (laughs) I've now that's why I hunt with Mike Colley yeah I'm pretty sure I can outrun Mike yeah yeah
1: probably. Yeah no I I try to keep uh, as fit as I can <laughs> to be able yeah. to run quick
0: <laughs> but, Absolutely uh,
1: and anyway I would I would mention one when you ask ask that tricky question about uh, favorite uh, or really memorable uh, moments I think the first time I I I I harvested uh a uh, really nice bear, and also uh, the first time I did it on a on a ground bay up for my own dogs. That was really nice. We I, we, I were up far. You just in don't forget. You don't forget those. No, 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 no.
0: no those are I, landmarks. Actually,
1: actually, I kept that bear uh, taxidermed on two feet, and I and. I, I I'm a tall guy, but this bear he, he, he is taller than me when I'm standing on on my two feet uh, yeah. next to him. Uh, so it was a uh, almost a five hundred pounder male. Wow! So, so the dogs bayed after a nice drive, good work, good starting, uh, uh, school book starting of the two dogs. Uh, they uh, eventually bayed him after like uh, uh, one, uh, one or two hours drive forth and back. Uh, some of the shooters uh, saw the, the bear, got, got a glance of the bear and the dogs. It was really nice experience for, for most of the hunters uh, that uh, uh, were there. And then after a while, there was a bay up on, on the ground. So mm-hmm. I, so I I offered one of the experienced hunters to follow me uh, to go there. So we had like a half an hour walk, quick walk, almost almost running to the place. And then when we came there, I said, "Okay, now let's breathe, let's take it easy." So I I offer you the chance. I will follow right behind you, but but you get the the chance. And if you. If you uh, uh, blow this uh, uh, chance, uh, I will take the second chance, okay? Yeah, right, agreed. <laughs> and uh, we had a really nice stalk. We were we were in on like, yeah, 20 feet. We heard the bear breathing and everything, and the dogs were crazy. Yuff, 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 yuff. Uh, uh, but suddenly, the, the wind spinned, and the bear broke up and left uh, uh, but after like uh, thirty seconds drive, stopped again in the densest jungle you could ever imagine. Yeah, always. <laughs> and then he he's, he looked at me. Okay, that was my turn. Now it's your turn. So I got the opportunity. So I stalked slowly in. I, I started to see one of the dogs. Their 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 uh, uh, orange uh, uh, visibility vest. I saw them uh before i saw any anything brown or black in there uh, and suddenly when i was uh yeah, i think it was like 15 between 15 and 20 feet away suddenly uh, uh the bear uh showed most of its body uh, uh behind a uh a, a small brush there so i, I could uh, I could uh, finish it there uh, while the dogs were barking and everything was good. Yeah, one of the dogs was a little bit hurt, but it was only a scratch on mm-hmm. a, on the shoulder. So, and then when we came up to the uh, to the bear, we carefully went there and looked. Okay, he's dead. Then we saw that it was a really nice uh, male uh, 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 boar. So that, mm-hmm. that that was a really memorable. Uh, he was uh, a toad. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. <laughs> it was not a monster, but it, it was a. It was a, a really nice uh, animal and a really nice experience together with the dogs. A real cooperation between us and the dogs, which was a success in the end. So, uh, can it be better? No. Uh, that's something that is lost
0: so often. Uh, when people that have never experienced what you just described, that cooperation between hunter and dog, and we see it a lot in bird dogs and we think about it in Labradors and, but for some reason, a lot of times, uh, that, that experience is lost with houndsmen when other people think about how we hunt. They, they don't put value on the relationship and the teamwork between us and our dogs so many times i
1: i can tell you when when the adrenaline had gone down a little bit on me and we waited for the guys to come with a quad to 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 uh to pick up the bear i sat there uh uh hugging my my dog sat on the ground the dogs uh, uh sat next to me and i can tell you there was a a little bit a, a small drip from my my eye that came there it yeah. was a, almost like a, uh yeah kind of religious uh, feeling there mm-hmm. it was real really nice that's also why i remember this so strongly yeah yeah it was so overwhelming uh and especially with the uh, uh relation to the dogs like uh, some kind i can imagine like uh, brothers in arms feeling I've had bird
0: dogs and I've had, you know, the retrievers and trained those. And, but I never, ever experienced that. Like the first time, um, you know, on when, when my retrievers would make their first retrieve, you know, their first wild retrieve, you know, it's like, well, we've been training to do this and I don't know why, but when you raise that hound from a, and then you see that they've got the drive and the courage and and the commitment and all those things to go in there and face that kind of danger and risks and willing to run themselves into the ground to accomplish the mission for me there is something very special about that when i see that level of just dedication and instincts and your genetic work has all come together um it's it's just different, you know. I get maybe it is the risk. Maybe it's the fact that that uh, you know, a duck's not going to f- a- flog you and attack your attack your retriever, you know, or put him at any real risk, you know, like like a bear, a, a mountain lion, or a hog. And yet here they go. They're they're like warriors, you know, yeah. and I admire them.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, uh, so. <laughs> The the most of the people that I know, but uh, uh, who didn't uh, and are good hunters and even good dogmen, they they don't realize how good and brave these dogs are until they follow me to the forest and we hunt with them. Then afterwards they say, "These dogs are amazing." I would never ever uh, uh, imagine that. Uh, even one dog could do what both of your dogs did today. They are yeah. so brave. They are so uh, strong. They are so dedicated. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, and that's encouraging uh, to hear. And uh, uh, I I try to tell Mike that as o- often that I can that I have the opportunity to to hunt with his dogs here because they they make big success here. Yeah. I tell yeah. people that that when they say, "Okay, here comes the bear hunter." No, it's my dogs that are the bear hunters. Mm. I'm just and, following them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always, I always tell people I'm the dumbest one in the pack.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah same here. Same <laughs> yeah. worst hunter. Worst hunter.
0: Absolutely, for <laughs> sure. Well, pair, um, I appreciate it, man. It's been a real honor to have you on the podcast and and have you share some of your experiences and and stories from from sweden and i can't thank you enough for taking time to out of your day to talk to us
1: no it's my pleasure thank you for having me
0: absolutely absolutely there's no uh, we will have to get together and if you're ever back in the united states make sure you let me know and uh where do you live i live in southeast indiana so i live between joe and
1: mike
0: yeah yep. right yeah so yeah yeah but yeah i i love to chase chase uh chase those plot dogs around uh, i get a lot of ribbon from it because everybody wants to talk about walkers and things back here and and uh dedicated plot people are we're stubborn we're like yep. our dogs right <laughs> <laughs> well pair, thank you very much i appreciate it and uh I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the houndsman xp podcast we're trying to do a little international flavor here with our show and and let everybody know what it's like to hunt in other parts of the world you know the dogs are this uh, the dogs aren't that much different and the spirit of the hunter is that much is not that much different regardless of what part of this globe you're hunting in and uh you can check out all of our merchandise and and join us on patreon you can access all of that stuff from houndsmanxp.com our website check us out there we got tons of bonus material over on the patreon side of side of things so you need to check that out pair thanks again until next time this is fair chase